Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Not Your Orthodontist. You may have heard the news, we finally have a place for more than just doctors. This place is indeed for you. My name is Craig. I'm the host of this podcast, as well as the proud founder and CEO of Virtual Aligner Support Professional. I come to you with a strong and innovative clinical background in orthodontics. I make it my top priority to help you open the door to the future. That future being the virtual world of orthodontics. Save your time, save the patient's time, and save chair time. Always remember one thing. If the virtual side of your practice is not becoming to you, you should be coming to me. Hello. Thanks for coming back for another episode. For me, this is the first episode of 2022. And I can't think about something other than the amount of turnover we are having in orthodontic practices right now. Or dental practices. This is for anyone. Or even some work. So that leads me to talk about value. And those who don't know me, yes, I specialize in orthodontics, but my whole existence and degree is actually in human resource management. So let's talk about are you being valued by your team, by your doctors, by the practice as a whole, and are you bringing value to the team? Do you go to work every day and think, oh my gosh, I don't want to go to work. And day after day after day, you're having the same mentality. That's probably because it's a toxic working culture. And I know you're probably listening to this right now thinking, yep. And you probably know what's making it toxic. But did you know just as toxic as that culture can be, it's pretty toxic if you treating yourself that way too. Why would you want to stay there? Let's talk about some tips of getting out of a toxic work environment. I will be the first one to tell you that I have definitely worked in a toxic work culture and it was not very fun. But what I did learn about that and from my experience in education elsewhere, I learned that I have to ask myself two questions. As we all know, we're all in different points in our life at all the times. Sometimes we're being treated badly and sometimes we have to own it and say maybe we are the one mistreating things. That could be ourselves, people things in general. So ask yourself, if you're going to work every day and you're not wanting to go or you're at work or you're maybe even you're turning yourself into a damn belly ache before you go to work, think, is it me? The reason that you are not wanting to show up and not be pleasant and talk to patients, talk to coworkers and just overall vibrate on a high level, it's probably because you don't want to be there, right? So ask yourself, is it me? As in, are you just angry? Is something going on in your personal life and causing you to feel devalued at work? Or you just, maybe you're the person making the work life toxic and you're just bringing everyone down. So please ask yourself, is it me? And then behind that, you'll ask, is it them? Are they the ones treating you poorly? Can you never meet their expectations? Are they never making you feel important? Those are all questions that you can ask outside of the stem is it them what about you waking up every day makes you not want to go to work makes you not want to work with that doctor not work with that team not want to see those patients why are you feeling the way you are feeling that's the first thing you have to do is diagnose the issue 
And after that, make an action plan. I'm not talking about the action plan being gossiping with your coworkers or trying to get people on your side or any of that. What I'm saying is, what are you going to do about it? Is this something that you can have a conversation with someone and that fix the issue? Or is it something you need to leave your job? Because there's no excuse ever in the world. I don't care what anyone says or what obligations you have to stay somewhere. There's studies out there that actually show being able to start up, whether you move jobs or whatever, just the art of knowing that you're actually free, whether you start applying for other jobs or whatever, just that side of things helps you feel better knowing that you have options. So chances are your action plan is going to be to find a new company. And that doesn't mean that previous job sucked or you need to bash them all over town. That just means that you need to find something that works for you. And if you want to know how to make sure something works for you, a good sign is that your ideas are being engaged with. You're going to work and you're feeling like you're making a difference, whether that is in the patient's lives or maybe the doctors really look up to you and you cause less stress on the doctors or you have a manager that just really appreciates you. If you're being engaged with in a positive way where people are relying on you to change things and really make an impact on the day-to-day operations, that is great. But it can also go the other way. Too much of that can cause a weight on you and just weight you down and say, no, I don't feel good about this. I'm getting too much thrown on me. And that is part of your fault. And that's why we come back to the question, is this me? Because if your bosses, they're putting weight on you, weight on you, weight on you, and you just keep carrying it, you're partially to blame. You have to be able to wake up and have those difficult conversations. If it's really difficult for you to have a conversation with someone saying, hey, you're giving me too much, this and that, then you're waking up every day and chances are you are like the biggest enemy in your life right now. You need to learn how to have those difficult conversations. If it doesn't work out with you, that's fine. Sometimes you get pulled back and the idea where the doctor or the manager will think, oh, everybody's replaceable. You don't like it. This is, find the door. This is our way. And if that's the case, no, you don't want to be there anyway. Trust me. No, you should never work with someone like that. They should be left with zero employees and they have to grow themselves. But what you can do is get on Indeed, get on LinkedIn, get on Google Jobs and find another job. Every practice is looking for assistance right now. And maybe you even decide to change your position, change your career, change anything. Because I know like me, I start to feel devalued when I have a set job and I start to outgrow that job. And when I outgrow the job, there's nothing for me. So I do tend to every couple years go to a new job because most places don't necessarily have the capacity to grow where I want them to grow. So I'm very selective in my interviews now saying, I want to be able to go vertically from salary and positioning myself. I'm not good with lateral lateral positioning, and I don't want to just go to one place and do the same thing. No, I want to keep getting better. So if you're at work and you feel like you're just crunched in this tight box with nowhere to go, that is being devalued. You should have a conversation with your employer about that. Usually the doctor or the manager I hate to say this out loud, but from my experiences, I've only ever had a couple practice managers I've dealt with. I've done the practice management before, but
but I've only ever had a couple practice managers that I actually felt like listened to me in a way that they'll actually talk to the doctors or get the point across that I want to get across. Usually they just put it down because if talking to the doctor makes that practice manager look bad, then you're not going to get words relayed correctly. Write them an email, write them a note, write them something and just ask for the space to speak your mind. And before you talk to them, you can candidly ask them, hey, I would like to speak with you in something in confidentiality and I would like this to stay just between you and I. And if you can't do that, that's okay. I would just like to know ahead of time so I can decide if I want to have the conversation. There's nothing wrong with that. I've done that before. But if you don't think they're going to give you a time of day or if you really don't think you're going to be able to change anything, then get the heck out of there. Give your two-week notice and let them be what they'll be. Most of the time, they know you're going to quit or you'd be surprised. No, here's a little HR trick behind the scenes that you don't hear about. And I see it all the time. And I see this more commonly in dental and orthodontic practices than anything. And yes, I've worked and just just to be clear, I've worked in many establishments. The the smallest part of my career is in the dental orthodontic field. I've worked in businesses, restaurants, advertising, marketing. I've worked in many different departments, but I can honestly say the most toxic work environment that I see is in dental and orthodontic practices. It really is terrible. I won't even lie, it really is terrible. And the amount of mind games I see, yeah, this is this is what I was getting to. This is the little HR trick that, what you don't know. Most of the time, if you're unhappy at work, they are waiting for you to quit. And you know this because you felt devalued for a long time. You're not getting any raises. They're not giving you the time of the day. They're all gossipy. Like, believe it or not, I would say about 80%, this is a guess, don't fact check me because it's just a guess, but from my experience, from what I've seen, 80% of people that give their notice are usually in positions that they were bullied out, meaning they were neglected long enough or not fed long enough for the department to say, oh, I just hope that they go ahead and quit. I know right now you're thinking, yep, that's happened to me. I know that's happened to me, but I didn't let it happen to me long term. As soon as I realize that, I give my notice. And if that's the case, unpopular opinion here, I would not give my notice. If I was unhappy and I was being treated poorly, I would never give my notice because those same people are never going to give you a, a good reference either. Even though it's illegal to give a bad one, they're never going to give you a positive one. They're going to use little slang, little mind games with the person that's calling to do the same thing. So maybe put an employee that you were close with down as a reference. There's nothing wrong with that. Another toxic thing I often see in practices is usually there's always one assistant that's working harder than everyone else. And they are making them do everything while you have different assistants that aren't doing anything or... The doctors are gossiping amongst the employees. The managers are gossiping. No, it's just all a terrible scenario. My favorite is when the appointment times are so short. We crush um, little bitty appointments that should be 
20 minimum 30 into like a five, 10 minute spot. And you know, most doctors aren't going to step in. So I will say out of my experience, I have, I'm just gonna, I'll name drop here. The best doctors I've ever worked for Dr. Cater and Galante. Wonderful. Those two doctors, actually, they wouldn't mind doing something, untying a patient or something and be like, Hey, I'm having a hard time. They'll go figure that out. I've even seen, um, both of them, you know, put wires in, change brackets, everything. But I'm telling you now, it's weird that I ever see an orthodontist even help. Most of the time, you got to place all the brackets and everything before they'll even look at you. And then they'll come and move it and do this and make you feel silly. But no, I, I'll be the first one to admit that some orthodontists can just be really challenging to work for and dentists too although i haven't really worked in general dentistry so i can't speak to that but i know i've been pretty lucky working with the people that i have and there are awesome people out there that was my first orthodontic job with at cater galante orthodontics and it was nothing's really able to able, been able to compare to that experience that was i was super trusted i was super valued um we all knew each other personally. There wasn't really any drama, really. There was no drama, but I think it's because it was a smaller staff and we just ran really strong and we had plenty of time for our appointments and everything. The culture was just really good, honestly, but some other practices I'm in, they're turning over left and right. And now my position, I just kind of set up clin checks and do some virtual care behind the scenes, but when I go in these practices, everyone's so tired. The doctor's tired. And we know when it starts at the very top when they're tired, all that rolls downhill. That's why I probably impact the doctors now more than anything because I'm taking time off their plate so they don't have to spend doing checks or bracket setups or any of that stuff. But anyway, I'm going to go ahead and keep this short just because it's about 15 minutes right now. And I want you to leave with this thought. For the next three days, three working days, I want you to ask yourself, am I happy going into work? Evaluate your happiness at work because, oh my gosh, awesomeness does exist. I promise. It really does. There are really awesome people to work out there for. Maybe it won't be in ortho. Maybe it won't be in dental. There are great places and they're just waiting for you. So again, message me if you have any questions. I would love to hear from you or even get on a phone call or a Zoom and have some free advice with you because I do not want people to stay in industry that are being treated poorly. If you're not being treated right or you're unhappy or you're content but you're just ready for something else, I would love to coach you on some processes to help you smooth along the next chapter of your life. Have a great day.